As you could probably hear, I'm in my car, but I just had to get this out because this is right now just dominating everyone's conversation. So, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I am referring to Danny Lay and Baby. So, this is the situation. Um, basically, I woke up this morning at like 3. My son woke me up. And he was like, you know what? I'm up. So I was up. And I was scrolling on Instagram. And I'm like, yo, why do I keep seeing Danny's face? Like, what is going on here? And on one particular page I follow, the neighborhood talk, Danny Lay and the baby, like, had like six posts on them from that blog. And so I'm like, nah, something happened. What happened? Like, how could something happen? We in the wee hours of the morning. So first thing I see is Danny Lay is on live, but it looks like it wasn't her controlling the live. It looked like it was someone filming her unknowingly or what. That's what my initial thoughts were. And then I realized, oh, it's the baby. He's filming her. And they're in the middle of an argument while she's feeding the baby. So I'm automatically triggered because I'm like, her baby is three months. Like, what's going on here? So, um, I see her trying to reach for the phone. And so I again think, okay, maybe he caught her cheating or trying to talk to somebody. Cause why does he have her phone? Why is she reaching for it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just trying to put the pieces together so then I see that he released a statement well not released he made his own little PR statement on Instagram or Twitter or whatever and he was just basically like I filmed her I went on live with Danny Lay because I wanted to cover my bases I wanted to protect myself this woman had done beat me she uh, cursed me out before or whatever and I have a brand to protect and basically, I just want to make sure my bases are covered and my brand is good. And then he goes on to promote his music. And I'm like, the fuck is this dude on? So then Danny Lay goes live. And she, I guess she got her phone back. And she shows that the police were actually called on her. And they were there at the house. And um, she was looking for the baby. And she refused to, like, talk to the police. I don't know if she was refusing to cooperate. It looked like she was getting her, her stuff together. I don't know. Um, the thing that kept it in my mind was she has a three-month-old baby. Not just she. They. They have a three-month-old baby. And so, basically, it's just back and forth on on Instagram or Twitter. I don't know which one. Uh, Danny Lay says that she was awoken from her sleep and told out of nowhere that her and her baby have to leave the baby's house. The baby told them to get out. Well, told, yeah, basically told them to get out. And, you know, he's mad because he keeps, according to her, he keeps trying to come in her without any other responsibility. So what I get from that is she's basically saying that, um, 
Oh, she also says that they were living together for like since the baby was born. So what I'm getting is they were not together. They were not in a relationship, but they had created a nest, if you will, for their newborn daughter. And in order to create that, both parents need to be there. Well, not not necessarily. I mean, like, in, in their minds, they wanted to to do this. So they decided to live together and, you know, have this nest for their daughter, despite the fact that they weren't together. But it sounds like they still had a sexual relationship, just not... Of, of an emotional relationship, if you will, a, a relationship of commitment towards each other. Um, and that the rug was pulled out from under her out of nowhere. And it's a bit shocking. I'm shocked at the fact that, you know, because we've all seen how Danny Lay tried to keep instagram out of her business like she hid her pregnancy for like up until hell like a month before she gave birth and uh she didn't acknowledge that he was the father publicly the baby never acknowledged publicly acknowledged that he was the father and so you know there was so much effort put towards privacy of this matter so for it to finally be unveiled and then it's unveiled through this huge blow up is a bit like damn so um after i got the tea i decided to i'm taking off my waist trainer if you hear something i decided to see how other blogs were choosing to cover this story how they were ref how they were framing it and one particular blog that I came across um, basically said, look, if you defend Danny Lay, I'm going to block you because no one comes to black women's defense when it's our, our necks on the line and if we're going through what we're going through. And um, if you're going to cape for her then you're blocked because no one capes for us. Hmm. So, admittedly, this is all triggering. This is all very triggering for so many reasons. For one, I can't get over the fact that the baby allegedly would just out of nowhere tell Danny Lay that she has to leave. Now, you might be like, well, he didn't say the baby got to leave, but the baby's going to go with his mom, with her mom. So you have such little regard for your child. Your ego is so important that you don't even factor in the fact that you're, you're basically kicking out your, your newborn daughter. This is basically what you're doing. And you're sitting here clowning and, and gaslighting and antagonizing. And you don't even have the sense to, to stop and say, you know what? My newborn is trying to eat. She's feeding my newborn. It's just, it's, 
huh? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't even wrap my my mind around the fact that there, that he has such little regard for his daughter. And he did. He did. Because why are you upset her? And then you see that she's reaching for the phone with her daughter, with your daughter in her hands, reaching for the phone. She's highly upset. A thought never crossed your mind like, yo, I need to make sure my baby's good. Not to say she was putting the baby in danger, but just to say that you're putting the mom in emotional distress. And you couldn't just put the bullshit aside, the bullshit that you started, according to you and her, when you admitted that you asked her to leave, and she admitted that you asked her to leave out of nowhere. You can't even put that bullshit to the side and say, yo, let's just talk about this in the morning. Let's put the baby in the crib or, you know, let's go find you a place. I'll go with you. None of that. Just utter disregard for your own seed. <laughs> you, you literally can't make this shit up. You really can't. So that's one that had me hot. Two the blog saying that they were going to block people who would defend her, defend Danny in the comments. I 100% agree that black women are not defended. We're not caped for. We're not felt bad for, felt sorry for like non-black women. I will admit that. I 100% subscribe to that belief because it's true I live it every single day I live it but what I won't do and won't and what I have never done is forsake my humanity I saw people in those comments the very comments that she's saying oh if you came for her um I'm blocking you they were laughing at her they were making fun of her no one cared and, and I just feel like, what is the end goal here? You know what I'm saying? What is the end goal? Yeah, I get that it can make you bitter. And it can make you apathetic towards other people. Because you, yourself, we, black women, aren't shown the same level of empathy that other people are shown. Even our black men are shown more empathy than we are. So I get how you can adopt a I don't give a fuck about nobody unless they're black type attitude. But I just don't subscribe to that and I won't. I will never kick somebody when they're down. I just won't. I can't stand Danny Lay. I really can't. She showed her whole ass last year with her shenanigans. But one thing I'm not going to do is kick her down. I mean, kick her while she's down. This woman is a new mother. Brand spanking new. Has a three-month-old baby. And she was kicked out. Had the police called on her. Do you know how fucking distressing that is without those other extenuating circumstances? But when you factor in the fact that you have a young baby. And you're being kicked out by the baby's dad. In the middle of the night. And the police were called. And, and this is being shown to the world. 
can't even imagine how she's mentally keeping it together. I really can't. And my heart hurts for her and I feel so bad for her. And, and it's infuriating that people are letting these stupid politics get in the way of their humanity. And yes, I called it stupid. It's stupid when you forgo morals, when you forgo ethics in order to, to push an agenda. It's, that's when it becomes stupid to me. This isn't me caping for a non-black woman. This is me caping for humanity and for empathy and for us to not ever assume that this can't happen to us. And that's another thing that gets on my nerves. Y'all always, it's always the single childless women who are obsessed with talking about single black mothers or single mothers, period. I swear to God, it's like y'all sit there and you twiddle your thumbs on social media. Well, let's see which baby mama I can talk shit about today. Instead of going out there and living your childless, fabulous lives that you would have us all to believe you have. Why do you give a fuck? You just do all that you can to avoid getting in a situation. But other than that, why, why are we always on your mind? The single mothers. Why? <laughs> It's really baffling to me because I could give a goddamn what you uh, childless women are doing or you women who are married with children. I don't care. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So why is it that as soon, as soon as a single mother is going through the shits publicly, y'all flock like vultures. See, I told you, I told you, y'all gotta choose wiser. Y'all gotta, like, does that make your self-esteem higher or your worth increase your value by doing that to another woman i'm just really confused like like i said what is the end goal here some of y'all are just you're ignorant you're ignorant and you're evil and have the audacity to want somebody to treat you like you're this delicate china but you're you're horrible people. And like it's been said before, a lot of y'all don't want equity. You don't want equality. You just want to be the oppressors. You want to take the place of the oppressors so that you can oppress. You want to take the place of the privilege so you can, for whatever reason, obsess over the ones who don't have it so that you can feel even more privileged. Like, seriously, it's time to, to take a, a hard look at ourselves and figure out what it is that we're doing and what it is that we're perpetuating and the type of people that we are. Some of y'all are getting so caught up in YouTube commentators. You're getting so caught up in it that you're losing sight of real life. Seriously. And I'm so sick and tired of y'all thinking that y'all better than somebody just because you haven't been fucked over yet. Now, back to the topic at hand. Well, all of it is still, I'm still on topic. What I'm trying to say is Mimi 
started to antagonize Danny Lay and make fun of her as if this can't happen to her if it hadn't already. And that's and that's why I open it up to the broader audience. Y'all act like this can't happen to anybody. Y'all act like people don't lie about who they are, that they don't come as wolves in sheep clothing. And that's what gets me. Yeah, some of us should be a little smarter. Should have been a little smarter. Should have listened. Sure. But then there's a lot of cases where this person sold a dream and finessed their way into their bodies, into their minds, into their hearts, to their reproductive systems. And now they're up shit's creek without a paddle. Some of y'all were so quick to flock to these blogs and comment. I told you so. Y'all gotta choose better. Danny Lay's done. We told her. We told her. And none of you even thought to think this woman is at rock bottom. She has a young daughter, a three-month-old daughter. Is she okay? Is the baby okay? And that's a real legit question. Because the type of shit that she was going through on live is the type of shit that can easily lead to a fucking nervous breakdown. To a fucking complete collapse, mental collapse. And none of you gave a fuck. So that lets me know exactly what I sus suspected all along. Y'all people just don't fucking care. Y'all just want to be the ones on top. And that's what your true politic is. Because the politic I subscribe with and to is I am all about prioritizing black women's mental health, their safety, their... Um, self-esteem, their representation, all of that. I'm all, all for that. I'm a black woman. Of course I am. But I will not compromise my soul. I will not compromise my morals. I will not compromise my ethics. I will not oppress others just so I could feel on top. That will never happen. Not, not on my watch and not for me. And nor will I allow any seed of mine to do it. And some of you just, you're just getting caught up, getting caught up in these YouTube politics, these hotep ocracies uh, and all this other shit. And you're forgetting about making sure that you have a solid foundation, a solid foundation of your ethics, and your morals, and making sure that you don't perpetuate what has been done to you. Because then it becomes an endless cycle. But y'all not concerned about that. Y'all not. And then y'all so fraudulent with how you you pose yourselves and how you represent yourselves. I'm just over it, honestly. And like I said, my heart goes out to Danny Lay and I hope that her and her baby are okay. I hope that her family surrounds her with love. She needs to go back to DR, Dominican Republic, and be with her family like she was doing when she was pregnant because that dude, he's a psychopath. Now let's talk about the baby. He's a psycho. I can't believe I used to be a fan of his. I really can't. I was tripping. I had an ex-boyfriend who looked at me like I was fucking crazy when I told him that I was a baby fan. This was like years ago, almost three years ago. And he looked at me like I was fucking nuts. And you know what? Now I get it. <laughs> because I must have been. Because this guy is a terrorist. He's a fucking terrorist and a monster. And y'all so busy dragging Danny 
And once again, we letting another black man terrorize a woman and be a complete sociopath towards her. And, and he doesn't get checked the way that he needs to. You don't do that to somebody. You just don't. All bullshit aside, all their relationship aside, you don't fucking do that to a person. Especially a person who has a young child. Like, uh, he just, he's infuriating. <laughs> he really is. He's really infuriating. I can't believe she, you know what? Never mind. <sighs> all in all, I think I wrapped this up. Moving on, let's talk about the great resignation right quick. What is the great resignation? So, the great resignation is basically post COVID pandemic. We are seeing people leave their jobs in in mass, in mass. And I know everyone here knows it because guess what? We're ex- we're all experiencing longer wait times. Um sometimes non-availability of goods and services, even our our packages are taking longer. We're we're reading about teachers leaving the schools. Um, just all types of stuff. You see the help wanted ads. You see the um, the businesses who are offering unprecedented uh, benefits of working at their companies, such as Starbucks and others, who are like, hey, we'll we'll uh, help pay for your college education if you come work. You know, stuff that they should have been doing. And my whole thing is, why aren't we talking about this more? Why aren't we having this in our conversations? Because it's affecting everybody. The fact that we are seeing people leave their jobs in record numbers. And it looks like they're having a hard time getting people back. Today, I tried to drop off my son at daycare before I went into um, PT with my section. Physical training for people who are unfamiliar with army jargon. And I had to wait so long that I ended up being late to PT. Now, if you've been in the army or military, you know how seriousness lateness can be. It's not just, yeah, you know. And if you don't know, then it's serious. Um, so I asked her, which I was finally able to get serviced and get my son signed in for daycare. I said, what's going on? Like, are there no workers? And she was like, no, there's not. And a few workers we did have called off. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And it was just so shocking to me because it's like, yo, there are thousands of people on this army base, hundreds of us who who depend on daycare. Hundreds, if not thousands of us depend on daycare. And if this is going to be the new normal, how is this going to affect everything, you know? And so I say all that to say, We need to talk about the fact that the society that we have been living in and have constructed 
it's just no longer working, man. It's not working. People realize with this pandemic how little they were valued and how replaceable they truly were. And trust me, the army is not immune to this great resignation. We are seeing soldiers trying to get out. <laughs> trying to get out before their contract ends. And what we're seeing is, is a collapse of society as we knew it. As we know it. And you may think that's dramatic, but it's not. It's really not. Because if you have all these teachers leaving in droves all over the nation, so now education is being further impacted. Then you have these workers who, um, who you know, make our deliveries, who stock the shelves of the grocery stores, who operate the grocery stores. We, we're seeing, you know, labor shortages with agriculture. So that's affecting food and food productivity. So, you know, it's a domino effect. We cannot keep doing this. What is this? People are leaving or refusing to re-enter the workforce is because they are tired of the crap that they have to put up with for so little pay. That's, that's essentially what's happening here. And people just no longer feel that it's worth it, you know? They're like, hey, I have a family to raise. I have this going on. I have that going on. And I just feel like I was not valued. When I was, you know, working and then all of a sudden I was told, oh, you're fired when the pandemic hit and stuff. So it was like they realized, you know what, I'm working for pennies on the dollar. And I realized that it doesn't even matter that at the drop of a hat, I could be replaced or told I have to leave. And I think that was very traumatic for people, obviously. And I feel like they were like, you know, <laughs> it was something to experience we're in a pandemic, something that's scaring the living daylights out of everybody. And then to be told, oh, you know, we got to close businesses or we have to let you go. On top of the fact that those who are able to stay at their jobs are now feeling the strains of having to put in even more work to make up for the void and risking their health, many of whom unfortunately have died because they contracted COVID while still trying to, you know, provide so they can keep a roof over their head. Work so they can provide to keep a roof over their head. So, you know, I think people just feel like, what's the fucking point? American dream, whatever it was, for whomever, has gotten mostly unattainable <laughs> for a lot of people. So a lot of people are like, you know, I'm just going to start prioritizing my family and myself. Just like y'all prioritized your interests, I'm going to do the same. And... It's just a little bit weird that we're not talking about something that's obviously affecting pretty much every sector of our society, especially our teachers, especially our health, our healthcare workers, because you think, oh, well, I'm still getting services. 
But you see the voids. You see that we're waiting extra long for shit. So what do you think is happening? We're further burdening the people who are still able to work, which means it's going to lead to an inevitable burnout. So it's just going to get worse. <laughs> and, and there's no talks of a plan. There's no talks of, okay, well, what happens if even more people leave to the point where now we have to shut down big businesses? You guys are going to still further insult us by, well, not us, I'm in the military, and I'm, I'm pretty okay with where I'm at. Um, are you going to further insult the people by offering these incentives that should have been in place before? Is that is that what we're doing? I just think it's 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 just crazy. It's crazy how people who were born into Section 8 live in Section 8 and will probably die on Section 8 will defend the unequal wealth distribution in favor of the super wealthy as if they're not getting fucked over. It is so mind-boggling to me how some people are. Um, I'm a little bit terrified because we're dealing with some serious stuff here. We're dealing with real climate change that we are experiencing and can feel and can see. And we're dealing with a societal and economical catastrophe that's on the brink of collapse and nobody cares. Nobody is talking about it. Everyone's just, people are just looking out for themselves now. Okay, great. But what happens with the very systems that we depend on and refuse to really truly modernize experience even more labor loss what, what are we going to do like what are we going to do are we just waiting it out waiting for these people to go through their savings waiting for unemployment to get cut off waiting for people to you know choose homelessness and then realize that homelessness is not where is that and then like beg for jobs back is that what we're waiting for because that's what it seems like to me it seems like we're waiting for the labor or lack thereof forced to say oh you know what I do need you guys let me go back to work that's what it seems like but what happens when that doesn't happen because ultimately this is what people are, are pretty much saying I'd rather be homeless than go back to um a job where I felt so used and undervalued and unappreciated and replaceable and unsafe and just threw me away when the pandemic happened and nobody gave a shit or was demanding so much of me while the pandemic was happening that I felt like I was on the brink of a nervous breakdown. Like, what happens when they say, fuck you? And continue to say, fuck you, until we're truly fucked. Just, you know, just something that's been on my mind. I came across some YouTube videos from like CBS, I think, and another news publication where they were talking about the great resignation. I was like, wow, why aren't we talking about this? Even though most of us are ex could see the effects of it in real time and, and are experiencing the inconvenience and the lack of um, like dependable industry. Why aren't we talking about it?
anyway um this was supposed to be a quick chat this was actually one of my longer videos <laughs> um look whether you agree with me or not all i ask is that people keep their humanity that's it like you can be on the other side of the fence all you want to but treat people with decency treat people with empathy have some respect understand that the end goal what the end goal should be is respect for all you know respect and good treatment and fair treatment and not just you know pushing an agenda while saying fuck everybody and and whatever you know i don't know just a thought um this is monday so go forth and be great bye